everyone. Welcome to Loving This Life podcast, hosted by yours truly, Abby Hillis, founder of ACH Events and co-founder of The Twelfth Woman, an advocacy group fighting for sexual assault survivors. This podcast is about loving the life that you live and 100% owning it and being happy with it. Each episode will include a guest or thoughts to help bring your dreams to reality, understand true commitment in life, and help turn some of your darkest days into the brightest years. So grab some coffee, some wine, or whatever tickles your fancy, and join me on this adventure of finding happiness and taking charge. Hello, welcome to 2019, you guys. This is episode eight of Loving This Life podcast, and I am just hopping on here. This is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode because I just kind of wanted to share where I am at, where I was at, where I am planning on going, where are my goals for 2019, um, and just kind of reflect on 2018 and share some personal changes that I'm trying to make in my life for 2019. So yeah, that's just kind of what this episode will be. I wanted to, first of all, thank everyone that's been listening and sharing the podcast with their friends. Obviously, I'm doing this by myself and it's growing and I keep getting more and more listens and it's like super exciting. But I also know that this couldn't happen without people sharing with their friends and family. So thank you for just listening in and sharing and supporting We officially have the website live, so if you haven't seen it yet, it's lovingthislife.org, and there's now t-shirts and sweatshirts and kids' shirts available for purchase. Shout out to my lovely gal who has been doing all of the clothing in the background, Superfly Graphic Design. She's got everything. She can do custom orders, and she's growing and flourishing as well. So just want to give a shout out and a thank you to her and really honestly to everyone who has made this possible. It's kind of crazy that I'm still going and doing it. When I started back in October, I thought, well, I'll start it and see what happens. And I couldn't imagine not doing it and not continuing to have these amazing conversations with such amazing people. And like, there's just such cool people in this world. And I we need to just hear what they have to say. And through these conversations that I've had thus far on the podcast, I feel like I've already learned so much more than I would have just like in normal life. Like having this podcast has just forced me to have really cool conversations. And I think it will continue to have that happen. And Going forward, you know, I've got a couple guests that are probably going to return. I would love to have the hubs back on again. So I'm sure we will make that happen. And then I know Ella Reed wants to do a part two. Brandy wants to do a part two. I would love to figure out a time to have Elsie back. I know I got a ton of feedback that the brain podcast episode that he did, that it was just like mind blowing and that it was really eye opening. So I think if we could have him come back on, maybe we'll dive deep into some, like a few things in particular, instead of just hopping around all over the place and doing a surface level conversation. So those are definitely in the works. And then I've got, you know, some new peeps coming on and 
they're going to share, you know, organizational ideas and meal prep ideas and whether you want to change your job or learn how to change your mentality at your job. So yeah, I mean, good stuff coming in in the works. So please keep tuning in. Please let me know if you have certain ideas or topics that you would want a guest to come on or if you know a guest like half of these people that have come on here it's just been from me people telling me like hey you should have this person on and it's been awesome so if you have any ideas or people I would love 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 to hear about that um you can email me at hello at lovingthislife.org I have like an official email now I can't believe it so to my life Let's see. So 2018 was one of the craziest years of my life. Obviously, the high was KJ being born and making me a mama. And there was also a really big low. And it was intense, I would say, at the least. But I think it's important to acknowledge that without the lows, we couldn't have the highs. And the way that I feel right now and how I feel about life and my relationships Um, And being a mom is incredible, and I wouldn't change it for anything. So to look back and know that I had to really go through those hard times, like I'm definitely, I mean, they stuck, they sucked so bad, but at least I know now that it was worth it, and it got me to a much, much, much better place. So I just wanted to say that for those of you who are in that hard place right now, or feel like you really are treading water and just can't really get afloat, Like hang in there, push through, push through, surround yourself with people that love you and care about you and want to help you and you will eventually come out on top. That's what I did. And I mean, people can call me crazy because I did a really quick turnaround, but I also was just like, I knew that it was bad and I knew I needed to make an immediate change. So I was able to do that, but not everyone is going to happen and make the change that fast or that easily. And that's okay. I think it's just appreciating that when we are in the lows, that they're there for a reason and it's a lesson to be learned and it's a time for growth and development. Looking back now, I can easily like establish that, but at the time I know it's hard and it sucks, but I am so freaking excited for 2019. I, for the first time, wrote down tangible goals for my personal life and for my relationship and for my health and for my business. And then I wrote like long-term goals down all the way for like five-year goals. And I had a lovely friend who had me over um, right before Christmas. And she was like, come over. We're going to have a goal-setting night. We're going to eat dinner, drink wine, and just like talk about what our envisions for 2019 and beyond are. The best thing I could have done, that was it. Like we wrote them down and now I have a little notebook that I just have a constant reminder. And I just write other quotes that I want to live 2019 by in it. And then if I think of something else that I'm like, oh, I need to make sure... I, you know, stay up on that, write those things down in there. And so I'm constantly reminded of like the track I want to be on and where I want to be by the end of the year. So every day I'm waking up and I'm like, okay, how am I going to achieve those goals? Like, what do I need to do today to make those goals happen? And it's just really incredible to see a change with living your life goal-based and having them written down. Like I just haven't ever written them down. I've just had them in my head. And the thing about having them in your head is they can change and you cannot hold yourself accountable. And I realized that I need to write them down to be able to hold myself accountable. 
So I'm definitely doing that. You know, some of the things that I'm working on is obviously I've welcomed meditation into my life this past year and I want to grow and develop with that. So I'm going to keep doing that in the last couple of days already. I've gotten up and made it a point to meditate in the morning and spend at least 10 to 15 minutes for myself listening to meditation music. And and I actually have a meditation playlist. It started from some songs that Brandy Smith gave me and I've grown that list to personal songs that I enjoy. And so I've been doing that and it just starts the day off so much better. It's incredible what just spending a few minutes for yourself can do for the rest of the day. So that's definitely one big change that I'm wanting to make and actually commit to and make a habit, like a good, strong habit. A lot of my goals actually stem from good habits. It's little things here and there that I know will have like a great big effect on my life on a day-to-day basis. Let's see, something else that I'm going to do. We, Hillis and I have planned that we're going to put a date on the calendar once a month. So we sucked at dating in 2018 and we never made time for it and we really didn't focus on our relationship, which rightfully so we had a newborn and like, I think those two kind of go hand in hand, but for 2019, it's definitely going to be a focus to put our relationship first again and to just make sure that we nurture and take care of each other. So date night, here we come. I also am not a movie person. And I told him I want to at least spend a few of the dates going to a movie. So whatever that means, I am going to make myself sit through movies in a movie theater and maybe just have some dinner. What's up, Alamo Draft House? So that's going to be a fun one. I'm excited about that one. That's something to look forward to. We also, which this is a super surprise, but in all honesty, we have never budgeted. We don't have joint bank accounts. Yes, we've been married for three years and we still don't have joint bank accounts. So over the break, we got Hillis on my banks and we are going to start mainstreaming where we pay our bills and how we pay them and not just like, oh, I pay these out of mine and you pay those bills out of yours. We are actually combining financials and we budgeted. We went back and looked at the last month. We're going to do, we still have to do November, but we did December of 2018. Holy cow. We had no idea how much we spent on Christmas, by the way. That was mind blowing. You know, when you're just buying gifts and you're just spending like, and you don't budget, it's just like endless amounts of money. You just, oh, I need to buy this person a gift and this person. So that's not going to happen this year. We're going to know and have like the set amount that we're going to know we spend on Christmas, whether that's for each other and for KJ and for all of our families. So yeah, we're budgeting and we're getting our finances in order. I apparently have like three different 401k accounts. So I am going to combine those and put them all in like one account because there's no point for them to be three separate accounts. It's just from different jobs and they don't have substantial amount of money where like they should be there. So yeah, like organizing finances and budgeting, really riveting stuff. But I will say like after we budgeted for the first time, I felt so much better. I just felt like we could be smarter with our money and maybe like use it to more geared towards things that we'd want to like experiences and traveling with KJ. And so now he's kind of getting to the age where that can be something that we focus on. So we probably should budget in order to make that happen. Far beyond budgeting, another thing that I want to do in my personal life is change my form of active. So with my background in gymnastics and just really intense working out, for me, 
activities and working out has to be this like really intense process. You have to get your heart rate up for maximum of or minimum of 30 to 45 minutes. And it needs to be you sweating and just like going balls to the walls. And what I've learned is that that's not true at all. And I can do a lot of working out in my own home or in my own neighborhood or with KJ. So I just want to like reestablish what my form of working out is. So yes, I do need to get my heart rate up and I do need to get, you know, endurance in, go for runs or go to the gym or do Camp Gladiator. But I think what I need to do more than that is I can do yoga at home. I can watch yoga videos at home. I can do workout videos if I want to get a subscription here. I can do dance parties with KJ that are massive cardio you know, activities that I'm working out and I'm being active, but I'm not necessarily like doing a physical, like sit down, I have to do this workout. I can go on walks. I can go to the green belt with KJ. We can explore. I think that like in my mind, I've always been like working out and being active were like two different things. And I kind of want to merge the two together and allow like my lifestyle to just be an active lifestyle And maybe I only work out twice a week, but I'm doing more things that are active instead. So that's kind of, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. It's something I've never tried before and I don't have a lot of experience on. So if you have experience, reach out, let me know, because I have no idea like what I can do to make that a little bit more successful or even facilitate the idea that I have. But yeah, I mean, those are some of my biggest goals. I mean, obviously I have business goals. There's, you know, a ton, but I don't want to bore you with what I'm doing with that. I just know that I am going to start reaching out and hiring contract workers just to help handle a lot of the day-to-day operations, social media and that type of stuff, because I want more time on expanding and growing the business. And I can't do that if I'm having to post to Instagram every day. So... We'll see where that goes as well. I'm excited. I have a goal for 2020 with the business to hire um, and bring someone on full-time. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen or how that's going to happen, but that's my goal. So that's 2019 goals in a highlight reel. I would love to hear you guys. So send me on email or Instagram. I'm going to be trying to post on there about kind of keeping you guys up to date with my goals So send me yours. Like, what are some cool, different, unique things that you're doing that you're, you know, trying to better your life with for 2019 and beyond? Like, what are your long-term goals? We wrote one down and we were like, we would love to have an investment house in Nashville. So we'll see if that happens. My friend Molly got me kind of thinking towards that. And I don't even think investment house, but like maybe a place where we can just go and stay in Nashville. I don't know, not necessarily an investment because Nashville is super awesome and I love that city and I think it would be really cool to have a place that we could go to here and there. So five years, maybe, I don't know, we'll have the money to do it. Uh, Maybe that's really funny for me to think about now, but one can dream, right? I also wanted to kind of go back and just talk through some of 2018 to be completely honest as I take a deep breath. There are certain things that are still a struggle for me. I was talking to my therapist on how I can not be bitter towards A&M. Obviously, I still get updates to this day on things that are happening at the university level that just disgust me. And 
it's really hard to know that you are super proud of your degree and then to also know that that same institution is just treating certain people with just little to no respect and they're not following the law. And for those of you who don't know, the Department of Education is supposed to be the department that oversees all of the university's handling of Title IX. But the unfortunate thing is they don't really do a good job of doing it. So when people come in and demand change and say, hey, you're not doing this right, then they make change. But they really don't follow the laws unless they're forced to, which is exactly what A&M's doing. And it just bums me out because it's like, I grew up thinking that just A&M was this, you know, above all, you know, they had the A&M Aggie Honor Code and they were above everyone else and they didn't, you know, stoop to these low levels. And the reality is it's a very political school and they've done some really awful things and treated people really awfully. And knowing that it's hard, it's hard to cheer them on when they're playing football and it's hard to wear my Aggie ring. And talking to my therapist, I was just trying to understand how I got past that. Like how do I not have like a bitter attitude when my entire family is wearing Aggie clothing and cheering A&M on and half my friends went to A&M and are all about the school. And she just explained to me, like, you just get to be more reserved about it. And if you feel strongly about something, just remove yourself. So I did that. Hillis got me a new little ring. It's a cute little opal. And I took off my Aggie ring. And I know that some Aggies out there are probably going to shun me for this, but I felt like it was a responsibility that I had to withhold to be an Aggie. And I feel like they are not doing their end of the deal with knowing all of the things that I know. And I don't have to wear that ring. I didn't sign a contract saying I had to wear the ring. So I took it off and I wear a cute little ring now and it's okay. I also just like struggle with cheering on the football team because there are a lot of things that A&M does to put football first over the student body that I've learned and things that the most people would be pretty disgusted with. So knowing that, I struggle with just supporting A&M in general. And I just have learned to just remove myself. So some of you might think like, oh, Abby's not like a diehard Aggie anymore. You know, like she's so bitter. And it's not that I'm really bitter anymore because I've accepted like it is just what it is. I just am not as outspoken of a support of A&M. And I am learning to be okay with that. So if there's something that you're like, this has defined my life and this is something that I'm struggling with letting go meditate on it and find peace with it. Talk to your therapist about it because it was a real big struggle for me through football season, which I know there sounds, it sounds so weird to just say that I'm struggling with something like that. But for those of you that know, like how in depth of the information that I've gotten, you'll know that there's a reason why I feel that way towards the university. And the other thing that I have been working on If you followed the Instagram post, you saw that towards the end of 2019, I was doing some live videos of me giving, not necessarily, it was like a round discussion, round table discussion with the first one was done with a group of gymnasts and the second one was done with those gymnast parents. And obviously gymnastics is in a really hard place as well. USA Gymnastics filed bankruptcy There's the whole Nasser, you know, situation that's going on. And what's really coming out is a lot of these elite athletes are, you know, outspoken about their experience in the sport and how rough it was and honestly bad. 
and these coaches are just getting away with, you know, basically emotionally and verbally abusing these athletes, which I know goes on in every sport, but I think that people would be appalled to know how bad it was at gymnastics gyms around the country and how bad it was, you know, within the elite level of USA Gymnastics. And it's just like now having a kid and knowing how these people talked to these children, like I would smack the crap out of anyone who tried to like treat my kid that way. So I have made it my mission to provide and help and mentor these gymnasts who have had a rough background and how to help them be more in control of their mind and their body going through the sport and having parents support instead of just like ridicule these little athletes. And it's been tough hearing some of the stuff. I was just felt like I was looking in the mirror. I've had a really, really tough time processing my own background. One of the things that I worked through and I still am working through in therapy is comprehending that my upbringing in the sport had a lot to do with why I was sexually assaulted multiple times in college. And that's a real big pill to swallow. I didn't even think I was going to share this today. So I'm going to go ahead and just share this little part. I guess we're doing this. Basically, I was time and time again told by my coaches in the gym that my fears weren't validated. I was forced to stay on bars for a long periods of time. And when I say long periods of time, I mean like five hours, like our entire workout was five hours. And if I didn't do something, I was forced to stay on that event for five hours. And, you know, I was taught skills in an improper way, like just do the skill, you'll figure it out. And that's not the way that you're supposed to, if you have experience and you, an education and coaching, you know, that that's not appropriate. And so basically when I was scared or I would voice that I was scared or that I didn't want to do something or that I was frustrated, basically I was told to shut up or it didn't matter. And when I did voice my opinions, I was actually kicked out of the gym for a week And what's funny is that that coach then ended up leaving unannounced and started their own gym. And basically, like, you know, it was just a complete slap in the face. And looking back, it's like, where was the responsibility within the coach of the situation? Like, I was clearly being outspoken on something I felt very strongly about. Like, why didn't my parents investigate it further? Why didn't the owners of the gym investigate it further? Why was I feeling that strongly? Like these kids have feelings and their intuitions are strong. And like, I look at them now and I know that. So basically my upbringing in the gym brought me to a place where as adults, if I told them how I felt or if I was uncomfortable, it wasn't validated and I wasn't forced or I wasn't allowed to process those feelings and validate those feelings. So what that does as you get older is when you try to do that, like in real life, you don't expect validation. So when you are doing something intimate and you are going beyond your comfort zone and you tell someone, no, I don't want to do that or that doesn't make me feel good or whatever, and they disregard that comment and they continue to do it, that's where that stems from. And I had never made the connection before until, hey, therapy. And that's mind-blowing to me. And it's also been hard to process because I've always looked at the sport of gymnastics as being this great thing. And it has been, there have been so many good things that came from the sport, but also to know that like it had a huge impact on why I basically couldn't confidently stand my own ground once I was on my own is like 
ah, it's a lot to process. It's been a lot of tears, you guys, like a lot of tears. And I really can't believe I just shared that. This was supposed to be a quick episode and I just started talking and everyone knows I can talk to a wall. So yeah, I hope that you don't take that as like something really negative, but it's something I wanted to share, I guess, because I'm processing it and I'm acknowledging that like there are things in the past that have just defined the way that I have lived life and there's a reason And at least now knowing those reasons, I can make change and I can acknowledge them and be better. And that is like so empowering. I'm like, okay, if I know that that's what caused this, then I can make sure that I act this way or I can do things this way. And I won't like be creating these bad habits that I've been living just because of survival. And that's just been so amazing and uplifting and empowering. So Obviously, you guys get the highlight reel of all of these great things and this awesome change that's been happening in my life and how amazing meditation and therapy has been for me. But I want to be real that there are still struggles, like there are still daily struggles. There are times when Hillis and I are having conversations and I just have tears rolling down my face and he's like, what is wrong? Are you okay? And I'm like, please just ignore the tears. Like these are conversations we've never had before and I'm just processing And it's like good tears and sometimes it's bad tears too. And it's just me trying to process and work through things. And I'm just learning that it's just all okay to feel and just feel and move on and feel and acknowledge and move on. And that's something that like I have suppressed feelings my entire life and I've tried to just go, go, go and ignore, ignore, ignore. And what happens is that's where my explosions were coming from is ignoring and ignoring and ignoring And then I'd get to a point where I couldn't ignore anymore and I would explode on whoever was getting the explosion. And God, that's such an awful way to live life. Like it was not productive. It never made anyone feel good, including myself or anyone that was around me. So yeah, feelings, like what a crazy thing to focus on, but how important it is, is something I'm learning. Oh man, what else? I am just ready for 2019. I think it's going to be an awesome year. I think that, you know, I'm just getting a vibe from a lot of people that like 2019 is like, you know, 2018, there was a lot of change. There was a lot of apprehension with the election and what was going to happen. And I think we're all accepting where 2019 has to be. And I'm interested to see just how the society continues to grow and develop with this more, you know, entrepreneur lifestyle where everyone's just kind of doing what they want to do and Companies are having to really, you know, start investing in their people to get people to stay. And I think it's just a really exciting year. And I hope you guys are excited. Please share with what you're doing. I'm going to try to be a little bit more active on my social media accounts with Loving This Life. And I'm hoping that, you know, we just all band together. And, you know, I hope this podcast brings some greatness into your life in 2019 because this will be the first full year I've done it. So cheers to that. Cheers to you guys. Again, thank you so, so much for tuning in every week or every other week, however often it is that you can. And bring on 2019. Let's do the damn thing. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Loving This Life podcast. It is because of people like you tuning in each episode that Loving This Life has a purpose. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. This is how we spread the love and reach more amazing people like you. I also want to say a special thank you to Ella Reed. She so graciously shared her empowering and uplifting song, Walk On, for us to use on the podcast. 
And lastly, remember to wake up each day being confident with who you are, but also love yourself enough to change for the better. Peace, y'all.